Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News, information, comments, opinions, all kinds of stuff. Call a friend. Tell them we're on the air. We're going to do this in just a minute. Here's something to consider, my friend, that God lets the fierce winds blow in your life. He allows lightning to strike, doesn't he? And do you know why he does that? It's because he wants to get us ready for bigger things in this life, better things in this life to come. Someday we're going to be able to rule and reign with Jesus Christ in heaven. The trials down here can't compare to the great things that he's got for us up there. You know, David had more than his fair share of hard times. His brothers were jealous of him. His king tried to kill him. He had to spend more than 10 years running for his life. And this was before he became king of Israel. Yet he saw the ring in his suffering when God finally delivered him from his enemies and gave him the throne. He concluded, as for God, his way is perfect. There's a ring in your suffering, friend. Those injustices you've endured, the disappointment, the changed plans, even the delayed answers to prayer are all a part of God's bigger plan for your life. I really pray you allow him to accomplish his perfect work in you through those things. What in the world is going on? No end to the nonsense. Maine's top election official ruled Thursday that Donald Trump is constitutionally ineligible to appear on the state's primary ballot next year. Here we go again. Fueling a national effort now to disqualify the president over his attempts to overturn the 2020 election. So many things going on in so many areas. Russia launched 122 missiles. Dozens and dozens of drones against Ukrainian targets, officials today killing at least 24 civilians across the country in what an Air Force official said was the biggest aerial barrage so far in the war. Well, it happened last night, nearly a dozen leaders of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, have died in an airstrike conducted by the Israeli military. They bombed the Damascus International Airport on Thursday night, killing 11 high-ranking members of this group, according to the Saudi Arabian media. The leaders were reportedly gathered at the airport, preparing to meet with the delegation. The strike was one of many as Israel continues their strategic bombings all over that area. Well, that'd just be a terrible way to live, wouldn't it? I shared with our church one Sunday. Imagine being in Israel or Gaza now, what life is like just trying to survive minute to minute. How would you even sleep? Or what a mess. It happened 30 miles south of Fort Worth, Texas. Six people dead, including two kids. After a deadly car crash on Tuesday afternoon, police noted that the fatal car accident left a devastating scene and has been very emotional for responding officers and EMS personnel. A preliminary investigation said that a Chevrolet Silverado traveling southbound on U.S. Highway 67 when a pickup truck entered the northbound lane in a no-passing zone. Head on. Six dead. Texas. Well, they've had it some parts of Oregon. There are a group of political and business leaders urging Oregon's legislators to reform the state's permissive drug laws starting in 2024. If lawmakers don't act, that coalition will bring a ballot measure to the very voters who decriminalized drugs just three years ago. Why don't people see this stuff doesn't work? Stupid. Well, they're Still attacking him. Now, NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers of the Jets spoke out against journalists, the left-leaning loonies, who criticized him for 
taking up roster spot on a team despite being injured. The four-time NFL MVP also alleged that journalists who continually criticizing him are often the same ones who take issue with his stance of not getting a COVID-19 vaccine shot. Huh? Thank you, Aaron Rodgers, for not going with the crowd and doing right. Jeremiah is correct. Oh, there's wicked people out there. Two Michigan couples have been accused of exploiting the adoption and foster care program to funnel dozens of vulnerable children into their homes where they can abuse them while still bankrolling bunches of money from the state. The case relates to Joel and Tammy Brown, Jerry and Tarnell Floria, all 50-somethings who live down the street from one another in DeWitt, Michigan. They allegedly have amassed over a million dollars in the state of Michigan taking care of these kids while abusing them. And where is my, oh, you know. What's this one all about? Insiders and a major American corporation, IBM, have confirmed that America's businesses are going racist full speed. Really? I guess there's a video out there of James O'Keefe of O'Keefe Media Group showing IBM chief Arvin Krishna demanding his executives comply with quotas for racial and gender minorities under the threat of or getting fired and losing their bonuses, losing pay. The video also reveals Paul Cornier, chief of Red Hat and IBM subsidiary, said that his executives have been removed from the company for failing to meet demands of the socially progressive diversity and equity and inclusion demonic program being forced forced on company schools, and much more. It's the new America. 2024 should be interesting. What do you think the big sports news was for 2023? Lionel Messi's move to the U.S. may have been the biggest news in sports all year, but Barbie wasn't the only cultural event to prove people will come out and watch women. 92,003 fans filled the University of Nebraska's stadium, really, to watch the Cornhuskers women volleyball team win, setting the world record for attendance at a women's sporting event. More people got into that stadium than it was built to hold, so spectators were seated all over the field, too. 92,000 people watching girls play volleyball. She was the person of the year. Do you really think we'd make it through 2023 without... Mentioning Taylor Swift, I know some of you just hate that. Though the pop star may see herself as an anti-hero, she has so many people rooting for her. She does some strange things, by the way. Swift's list of accomplishments this year, her tour becoming the first concert ever to gross a billion dollars, releasing a concert film that helped keep movie theaters in business this year. She became a billionaire and was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. And she gets credit for, from the Fed for boosting the economy. Well, I'm sure this was interesting. Uh, South Lake Tahoe, at California there. A nature enthusiast, the guy I guess knows a lot about bears, evicted a 500-pound black bear from under his porch who was squatting there for the winter. He crawled in and <laughs> fired a bunch of paintballs at this beast. And, oh, the video's pretty cute. Some of my kids are using these things. A family vacation took a detour for a Miami family after their luggage was stolen while traveling for Christmas break. But thanks to this new technology, they were able to get their property back. I just wanted justice, says Catherine Gavano of Queen City. 
Her and her family is traveling from the Miami area to the Carolinas at Charlotte's Douglas International Airport. I go there nearly every time I go south. When the family landed, they found out things had been stolen. And guess what? That simple Apple AirTag in the suitcases was, they were able to track it right to the thief's home. Well, good for you. Well, for a change, I, I know what month it is, the last of December, so I'm not confused here. Well, it comes around every October, I think. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. Do you appreciate your pastor? And if so, why? What kind of a preacher do you have? Is he a godly man? Is he a shepherd? I remember, oh, so well. One of my associates, we've had several in the last three decades, but he felt that I was not a good shepherd, not a good pastor, didn't really care about people, that I was basically an evangelist, and I needed to get out there and evangelize, not stay and shepherd a people in a local church. In fact, he said, well, he went this far. God had told him that I should leave and he should take over the church. <laughs> Only problem I had with that is God hadn't told me that. Oh, I'll tell you what, Christians, we can really be weird sometimes, scary, and then way back in 1988 when we left the Roanoke Baptist Church in Roanoke, Indiana to come to the big city of Fort Wayne and start a church from scratch, people said, won't last a year. People have been saying that about my marriage for the last 55 years, so... Yeah, I don't know how we get some of these thoughts. I think the devil gets into people. Have you ever had any church trouble? Have you ever had any church splits? Ever had any pastoral trouble like I just described here at our church? Oh, that was a brouhaha, and our church split right down the middle, and in many ways, all these years later, still recovering. So what about your preacher? I recall being in southern Indiana once upon a time, really nice church, fundamental Baptist church, and I was surprised. It was beautiful, and the pastor seemed to be doing quite well, and only two weeks after I had, well, preached revival in that church, I found out the pastor left that church. I thought things were great. Anyway, the pastor left because how many years ago was that he was only making $1,500 a week, and uh, he just couldn't afford to, to pastor there anymore. Uh, what in the world? Well, I had a Facebook message sent to me from a, a pastor down in Texas. I think this pastor is from North Carolina, and it's appropriate for this time of year. This guy writes, what a year it's been. It all began with my dear wife going to heaven. The virus took its toll on our churches. Socialists are trying to revamp the United States of America. I've been diagnosed with a blocked kidney, and I'm facing surgery soon. Yesterday, water flooded our church. Well, we had that happen one year. Did $65,000 in damage. Oh, that's awful. He says, hey, around 7 o'clock last night, my house caught on fire, and today I'm writing to you from a motel room. Is this real? Other things have happened that I cannot discuss here. However, I have a word for the devil. You might as well go back to hell, because my Lord has been better to me than you've ever been. I have a peace that passeth all understanding, says this preacher. 
and they know that my Redeemer lives. And hey, contrary to the landscape I'm in now, I'm on the winning side. In this motel room, I'm all alone, but I'm not alone. My Lord has given me a church family who walked through the rain and stood with me through the smell of smoke at my house as it was burning down. They prayed with me. They offered their help if needed. Through the years, like every pastor, I've watched them come and I've watched them go. I have a saying at the cross, some are coming, some's are going, some's are staying. This guy says they've come and gone. But I've also watched a faithful group of people who love the Lord Jesus Christ enough to stay and stick to the, there it is, the stuff. They are the blood-bought church of our living God, and someday they will shine as stars forever. So I ask myself today, why should I worry? I have a mansion without the smell of smoke and a Savior who went to hell so I could go to heaven. I'll just keep on serving him until I see him face to face. Hallelujah. What a Savior I have. A pastor's testimony. How is it for you, preacher? And I know some of you are listening. How about this dear brother's testimony? It appears in many ways everything is going wrong. No, not for a child of God. Not ever. To God be the glory. Great things he's doing. Someone asked this on Facebook, how's your integrity level? It's not always an easy taskmaster, is it? It means choosing what is right over what is easy oftentimes. Choosing courage over comfort. Choosing what may well be a challenge over what's fun, fast, or easy. And finally, choosing what? Our values rather than talking about them. My old Christian radio buddy, Ted Elm, up there in Wisconsin... <laughs> Buried in snow, freezing, <laughs> sent me a, a billboard. Come to Wisconsin for the cheese. Stay, because your car won't start. <laughs> and they say there's an old Irish tradition. You open the door and let the old year out, the new one in. I think this year we ought to open every door, every window, the garage doors, everything. <laughs> I mean, it's been one of those years. Where's my Bible? Life 101 is next. Hello, world. Christian news, information, and comment from a very conservative position every day at this time. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. We've been doing this for decades, my friend, and we're excited to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ spread throughout this half hour together. Greg Patton Ministries, the Cross Church that we've pastored for 30 years in Fort Wayne, Indiana, brings you this program with a big thank you to stations that carry it. Oh, it's very special. Thank you for praying. Thank you for giving. Some of you support this ministry with your dollar bills, and we're very grateful for that. Thank you for liking us on Facebook and being a friend. And a big thank you to those churches that continually have our ministry in their church. Every one of them have very positive things to say. Get in touch. Hello, World Radio at gmail.com or just go to our website, gregpatton.com. And as always, a big thank you. Well, I remember when I was young, had all kinds of dreams. As young as 12 years of age, I wanted to be a, a radio disc jockey. 
I remember, and some of you are old enough to know what a crystal set is, and listening to the big station here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, WoWo, it's called. Everybody's heard of WOWO in Fort Wayne, Indiana. 50,000 watts of power that went all over the place. So I was going to be this oh, radio personality and be famous, and then I was going to go on to... Uh, well, a bigger city outside of Fort Wayne, then on to New York, maybe acting. And then later, of course, I wanted to be the next David Letterman. When I was a DJ in Indianapolis, he was doing the weather there on the CBS affiliate. So I yeah, had those big dreams. How about you when you were a, a kid? And that thing just continued because things went very, very well. I had an opportunity to do Frankie Park Summer Theater in Maybe the next step was on to New York then. Loved acting, and, uh, well, that's all history. I had a lot of plans, right up until I met Jesus Christ in 1973. Oh, everything changed then. What's the purpose of it all? What do you see as the purpose of your life, my friend? Many people would say their purpose is to enjoy living and perhaps to be good to other people. Others might feel they have some mission to fulfill. Some people have such difficult circumstances that they see survival as the main goal, just making it day to day. Tragically, far too many people live without any real purpose in life, and what they accomplish has no lasting value whatsoever. Isn't that sad? Ask the same question of a believer who understands what the Christian life is all about, and the answer will be this. I'm living to fulfill God's plan for my life. Think about how God has invested in you. He has bestowed each one of us, his children, with specialized abilities and talents so that he can work in and through us to affect others and to deepen our relationship with him. Isn't that great? He has a plan for every believer. When we discover what that is, we no longer waste time or effort or finances. We begin to live a life with a very clear and specific purpose. You got it? The Lord wants us to make a powerful impact on people around us. In the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, he gives us the mandate, we are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, verses 13 and 14 there. What are the properties of salt? Not only does it flavor, preserve, and penetrate, but it affects everything it touches. The one thing that can ruin its flavor is the presence of impurities. In a similar way, our saltiness, namely our impact our influence in this old world is diminished when we sin, which can cause our life to become tasteless and powerless and, of course, ineffective. And the Word of God also tells us to be light. Referring to himself, Jesus said, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world, John 9, 5. But now that he is gone to sit at the Father's right hand, his Spirit lives in you and me as we reflect his light to those in darkness around us. In other words, we're kind of like the moon, which has no light on its own, but it reflects the sun. By our conversation, our conduct, our character, we are the reflection of Jesus Christ dwelling in us. What are the properties of light? That's a good question. It dries out darkness, points the way, warns of incoming dangers, and reveals what is there. Just as sin lessens our flavor, it also reduces our light. It's like soot on a lantern globe. The more there is, the less light you can see. Sin does not suit believers because it diminishes our effectiveness and our influence. Notice Jesus did not say, you know, I suggest, <laughs> I suggest you be 
the salt and the light. He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. In other words, you're to make an impact on people's lives, to be changed for good because Jesus Christ is living his life in and through you. Isn't that great? It's evident from the Word of God that Jesus did not intend for us to be salt and light in a sealed container, Matthew 5, 15 and 16. Rather, God designed us to have a circle of impact, similar to the effect of a pebble tossed into the water. You know, those little rings appear and ripple out farther and farther until the water is finally calm again. Now, depending upon the size of that stone, there can be more ripples extending to a much greater distance. Think about the kind of life Jesus had in mind for us to live. Should we content ourselves with being like grains of sand dropped into the water, causing almost no ripple at all? I don't think so. I think that we should prefer to be like a large stone or a brick that causes significant waves of good in somebody's life. Isn't that that's just a great way to describe it? How far and wide can a person's circle of impact really reach? There are a lot of great biblical examples, as well as many modern-day ones, and I think tomorrow we'll talk more on those in the Scripture that had such a circle of influence, really a circle of impact in the world today. You should be that in your neighborhood, in your community. You are the salt of the earth, light of the world. Jesus is in heaven. He sent you. You have a job to do today, my friend. Christians who live to fulfill God's purpose are not making tiny ripples. They should be making a meaningful impact on the people around them today. Remember that God wants us to be the salt and the light. Salt, anything it touches, changes. Light, wherever you shine at the darkness flees. That's great. Be as salty as possible, my friend, as bright as you can be, so that the circle of your impact will carry the force of God's power. Tomorrow, some of the people gone by and some of the people today that are salt and light. And finally, the um, Willow Saga goes on, our new pup golden retriever. <laughs> There's not too many things right about this girl. I wonder if they have doggy psychiatrists. Anyway, maybe my neighbor's thinking this. I want to give away a dog. Not a problem. I'll even mail him to you. Small terrier tends to bark. Oh, a lot. I'm sorry. If you're interested, just let me know. I'll jump over my neighbor's fence and <laughs> get it for you. And then there's this. This is Greg and Sharon Patton here. The old man goes up behind his wife because he thought she had a hearing problem. So he snuck up there and said, honey, can you hear me? No response. Moved a little closer. Honey, can you hear me? Still no response. Finally, he moved right behind, right into her ear. Honey, can you hear me? She turned around and said, for the third time, yes. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my goodness. Another edition of Hello World. Hey, you got big plans for New Year's Eve? Your church going to do one of those things that we experienced, oh, decades ago? New Year's Eve party. They're called a watch night service. People get together and just celebrate and move into the new year in church. I know many of you will be doing that. We'll be praying for you, my friend. Thanks so much for being a part of Hello World Every Day at this time. News, information, comment, opinion, things pertinent to the Christian out there. 
Tell your friends about the program and how you can hear programs from last month, last year, years ago. That's whcbradio.org. You just follow the links or go to gregpatton.com. Join me on Facebook or Meta, whatever that thing is. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I love to hear from you. Get some of those living in today's world stories in there. And that's the way it is. Friday, December the 29th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. Happy New Year. God bless. Be back on Monday.